This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his companions, his Household, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them, to bless every one of us and to grant us all goodness. My beloved brothers, this evening we have verses from Surah Al-An'am where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the loss. The loss of those who do not believe in the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The loss of those who don't believe in the hereafter. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He speaks about those who don't believe in the meeting with Allah or in the hereafter, yes, indeed, people might think that it only refers to the disbelievers. But sometimes, on a lower and a lesser level, we, as people who have declared the shahada, forget in certain things where the Prophet ﷺ kept reminding us that if you truly believe in Allah and in the last day then you will be conscious of X, Y and Z which means as much as I say I believe in the hereafter what is the hereafter? it is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take account of everything that you did while you were on earth so while you are on earth, if everything you do is preceded by a question to yourself, how am I going to fare about this on the day of judgment? Then your belief in the hereafter is stronger than the one who doesn't precede his deeds or his words, actions, etc. by that question. Whether the question is just in your mind in passing or whether you pause and actually think about it is a different point. So if you want to strengthen your belief in the hereafter, you have to remember that whatever you do, your actions, your deeds in this world, they are definitely going to be brought in front of you. So therefore, like we say, seek help in the connection that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with istighfar. Istighfar means seeking forgiveness of Allah. Because unfortunately, we as human beings, we err, we make mistakes, we do things that are wrong. It's human nature. Adam alayhi salam, from that time, mistakes happened, sins were committed. But Allah says, those who truly believe in the hereafter, they keep repenting, they keep coming back to Allah. Because in essence, what makes them come back is the love of Allah, the belief in Allah, the belief that they have a, a Rabb and a Lord who will give them either a, you know, goodness or punish them. So that belief alone already confirms that your connection with Allah is actually on a level higher than those who don't believe at all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. So these verses where Allah makes mention of this belief in the hereafter and the people who are at a loss... Yes, the reference at the time was made to the mushrikeen of Makkah. 
They harassed the Prophet ﷺ. They troubled him. They lied about him. They falsely accused him. They harmed him even physically. They swore at him. They abused him, used vulgar words with him. But he never gave up. So Allah told him what to do as a result of their actions, their words, their deeds. And we have a lesson to learn from all of this. Do you know that if you were to take care of the guest who came to you and entertain the guest, be a good host, it is part of Iman. Not only Iman, but the Prophet says, Man kana billahi wal Whoever believes in Allah and truly believes in Allah in the last day, we're talking of the meeting with Allah, the hereafter, they will honor the guest. Why? The guest is sent by Allah. That's why. The guest is also a creature of Allah, sent by Allah. When someone comes to you and asks you for $5 for $1, that was planned by Allah, perhaps before you were born. Subhanallah. Planned by Allah. You did not need to give if you didn't feel like giving. You didn't have to donate if you couldn't donate. But your response was of essence. How did you respond? When the Quran says, When a person asks you know, the beggars, don't rebuke them. What is rebuking? You swear someone, Ah, you, get lost, get out. Why did you have to say that? You can say, look, you can ignore if you want. Maybe that's probably still a little bit more respectful. You can ignore. Like, you know, when the beggar's knocking on the window, everyone's looking straight ahead. And then he comes to the front and starts looking at the front and you're looking on the side. It's a bit more respectful. It happens. But to open your window, I'm giving you our own example. It happens on our streets here. Open your window, start swearing. What are you doing here? Etc. Etc. You're just on drugs and you're just smoking whatever else and you you know, sniffing glue. Why did you have to say that? For what? This was planned by Allah as a test for you and for them. If they failed their test because they were begging wrongly, you also failed your test because you rebuked them. So this is something that we are taught. If you truly believe in the hereafter, you will be worried how you respond even to those who seemingly are lower than you in financial status or in any other status in this world. May Allah help us to become more conscious of the hereafter. The Prophet ﷺ says, Man kana billahi fala Whoever believes in Allah in the last day truly should not harm their neighbors. Harming your neighbors is a topic on its own. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Man kana billahi Whoever believes in Allah in the last day should actually say that which is beneficial or keep quiet. Didn't I say moments ago, silence is a bit better than rebuke? You believe in Allah in the last day, say a good word to someone. Speak good about someone. You have a bad thing to say, keep quiet. What made me keep quiet when everyone else talks and that's the norm? I believe in Allah. I'm looking forward to the hereafter and to the day that I meet with Allah. I recall once there was a scholar who visited another scholar and told him that, you know, we were sitting and chatting about you, negative things. And I'm now concerned about my hereafter. So I've come to you to seek forgiveness. Subhanallah. Scholars, sometimes you sit and people are saying things and you might have said a bad word or two. And this man 
out of his consciousness of Allah and the concern for the year after, he came late at night to say, you know what, I seek your forgiveness. We were sitting and talking bad about you. I'm worried about Allah. I'm concerned about my akhirah. Please forgive us. Later on, that man passed away. Subhanallah. Would we do something like this? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us conscious of him. So Allah says, قَدْ خَسِرَ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِلِقَاءِ اللَّهِ Those who have belied, those who don't believe in the meeting with Allah, they are at a loss, total loss. And I've explained, yes, this is referring to those who disbelieve. And I explained on another level how we need to become more conscious of it. حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَتْهُمُ السَّاعَةُ بَغْتَى Suddenly when the hour comes to them, suddenly... Now what is the hour referring to here? There are two sa'at. One is the death. Death of an individual is called a sa'a. His hour is, has come. Man Whoever dies, it's their own little qiyamah that is now almost set. Their deeds are almost now you know, closing up. Everything is gone. Besides one or two things that we've learned in the hadith. If you've done a sadaqa jariyah, etc., etc. One or two exceptions. Things can continue. But generally your books shut. Suddenly, people go. People are aged 30, 40, 50. How many of us, we know our friends, our relatives. 50, 51, boom, gone. What? But I just had supper with them today. Allah doesn't look at that. Allah says, you know what? When it comes, it comes suddenly. But if it were to come suddenly to a believer, he probably would die in sujood, in rukur. He'd die doing a good deed, just having sought forgiveness. But if it comes to those who belie Allah, when you don't believe in the meeting with Allah, you start sinning in a way that you forget you're going to die. You start distract, meaning you are distracted in a way that you don't even remember that I've got to die sometime. So people die in the wrong condition. May Allah not let that happen to us. When the hour comes to them suddenly, they will say, or they have said, and when Allah uses the past tense sometimes to refer to the future, it is because it is as good as done in the eyes of Allah. Allah knows it is to confirm that this thing is as good as happened. What a loss we are at because of how we took this for granted. We took this matter for granted. People take things for granted. When we are told so many times, do good, people take it for granted. Stay away from bad, people take it for granted. Be conscious of the meeting with Allah, people take it for granted. And this is why Allah continues to remind us. This reminder is really, really beneficial. So Allah says, وَهُمْ يَحْمِلُونَ أَوْزَارَهُمْ عَلَىٰ ظُهُورِهِمْ They will be carrying their sins on their backs. Their deeds will be carried on their own backs. That's the condition. You did your own deeds. So Allah is saying here, we will not let a soul carry the burden of another. You carry your own. Don't blame anyone else besides yourself. You fell in the pit. It was you who made yourself fall in the pit. You can't look at the guy next door and say, you know, you swerved a bit, so I fell in the pit. When it comes to the akhirah, it's no one else's swerving. You should have been straight on that path. No distractions. And if, if you were, you could have easily turned to Allah by seeking his forgiveness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly grant us forgiveness. So Allah says, Allah sa'ama yazirun. You know, these sins and this evil and all this that they are carrying that is so bad. Allah says, what a bad condition they are in. What bad, you know, stock are they holding? What bad pile have they put on themselves? It's something bad and sad. The sadness is for those who are at a loss. 
Allah says, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَعِبٌ وَلَهُ And this life, meaning the life of this world, is none other than, or is nothing but play and amusement. Why does Allah refer to this life as play and amusement? You take a look at things carefully. Everything that was here shall remain here. Everything that was here shall remain here. You came, you didn't have clothing. You were clothed. Those clothes were from the earth. Nothing was from heaven. Nothing has come from the heaven. We have exceptions of the rawda in Medina, perhaps the Hajar Aswad that is there. But we are talking of generally in our lives, nothing just dropped from heaven. Everything you have was from the earth. Your gold, your silver, your cars, your watches, your perfumes, whatever you have, anything, look at and think about it from the earth. It was extracted from somewhere. It came from the animals. It came from something on earth. And you know what? It shall remain on the earth. When you leave, and I've always said this, no matter how much you have amassed of this globe and this world, it will only give you back two square meters for you to be buried without anything. Not more than that. How much have you brought about? People who are worth billions, millions, they won't even use that. And even if they do use a portion of it, they will die without anything. Nothing. What will happen after that? Two square meters. If you are fortunate, two square meters. Meaning if your body is there under normal conditions. Two square meters and you're buried. That's all it offered you. You came in, you left. Even that body of yours, Allah says, مِنْهَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ وَمِنْهَا نُخْرِجُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَى Allah says, from the soil we have created you. What was the soil? It's from the earth. You were made from the earth. Allah says, we will resurrect you from there. When you get into Jannah, you will have bodies different from the one you have right now because this will have decomposed back into the soil. It will be a perfect body. Only Allah knows how. So Allah says, all this is a deception. Think about it. Continue thinking about it. We get excited. We pay big lump sums for things that are considered luxurious. But you know what? It's not necessarily haram. But Allah is telling you, remember to prioritize. It's just a pastime. It's an amusement. You liked it, alhamdulillah. Some people are happy by playing with a small uh, car that you push with your hands. Others are not. They want a real car. Once you have the real one, they want a helicopter. Then they want a plane. And they're still not happy. Then they want a whole fleet. And they're still not happy. It all depends. If you want to make yourself happy, it comes from within your connection with Allah. Even without any of those, you can still be the happiest man on earth. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and happiness. So Allah says, وَلَدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لِلَّذِينَ يَتَّقُونَ For those who have a relationship with Allah. The meaning of taqwa is, taqwa is the relationship with Allah, the strength of that relationship with Allah. It's called piety as well. Some might say the consciousness of Allah. Some might say the fear of Allah. Some might say, protecting yourself from the wrath of Allah. All of that is included in the term taqwa. So if you are a muttaqi, you have a relationship with Allah. If you have a relationship with Allah, Allah says, for those who do have that relationship, you know what? The hereafter is better for them. And they know it, and we know it too. Subhanallah. Who are those who really enjoy thinking of Jannah? Only those who believe. 
When you sit and give a talk of Jannah, who are the guys who smile and they start thinking, Inshallah, Alhamdulillah, those who believe. The rest of them, some of them might say, fairy tale, A'udhu Billah. But when they grow old and they realize there's a few days left for them to live, they start thinking about what they used to think was a fairy tale. Because they now know reality is coming to strike. Like I said this afternoon at Jumu'ah, when you were in the womb of your mother, perhaps you might have thought that it's over, it's finished, it's, it's gone, there's, there's nothing to come. And that's it. And suddenly, when you came out and you said, whoa, 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 whoa. I never ever expected this place to be so huge. I would never be able to have described it if I was asked in the womb of my mother, what's outside? And how far was it? It was a centimeter or a few centimeters away. And yet you had no idea, no clue. No. If someone tried to convince you in there that there's something coming after this because you, you now can't move anymore, you would say, no way, there's nothing. If you were a disbeliever. Wallahi, when Allah has promised you something, those who have that taqwa and relation with Allah, they have yaqeen and conviction in the hereafter more than the conviction they have that a child from the womb will arrive into the dunya. More than that conviction. That as soon as you close your eyes, you know what, we're going into the akhirah, much better place. Huge, massive, only Allah knows how. So this is the plan of Allah. So Allah says, the, 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 the life of the hereafter is better, but only for those with taqwa, those who believe. Afala ta'qilun. Afala ta'qilun. Do they not think? Do they not use their minds? Do they not ponder, consider what has happened? Every time we sit and see people dying and passing away, for some strange reason, humankind is such that even if we are sick and ill, we still have a little feeling in us that I don't think I'm going to go right now. But when you have Iman, you start thinking, I might, I might go today, what have I done? That's a sign that you have a connection with Allah, you're a believer. And if that thought and question brings about good and positive change in you, good news then you are not at the loss that was being spoken about at the beginning of the previous verse because you have developed the connection. May Allah grant us all ease. The last verse that I'm going to be speaking about today is a verse where, and I touched on it in the introduction, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is comforting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And the lesson is for all of us. In our lives, we will face the same. When you stand up for justice, when you believe in Allah, when you're a mu'min, when you're trying to do good, when you actually are connecting with Allah, people will laugh at you, people will mock, people will abuse, people will accuse, people will do all sorts of things. They will say so much. Allah says, قَدْ نَعْلَمُ إِنَّهُ لَيَحْزُنُكَ الَّذِي يَقُولُونَ Oh Muhammad وسلم, we know, we know very well that it grieves you what they are saying. What were they saying? They were calling him a magician, a madman, and this, and that. They said he's a liar, he's a sorcerer, he's a womanizer, he's after money and power, he's this, he's... All sorts of things. Allah says, we know, it grieves you, what they're saying. But we want you to know, they do not belie you. You, they know you're truthful. They know you're telling the truth. But because of their arrogance, they are denying the verses of Allah. Because they are zalimun, they are oppressors, they are wrongdoers, they are sinful people. When there is a sinful person, he becomes arrogant in his sin. There are two types of sinful people. One is a person who commits a sin and regrets it. 
But the other is a person who commits a sin and digs deeper into it. So the one who digs deeper into the sin is obviously a person who's going to become arrogant, haughty. They're not going to see the light. So Allah is saying, they know you are truthful. They used to call you Sadiq Amin just a few years back. They used to call you truthful some time ago, less than, meaning a short time back. They used to call you the honest, the most trustworthy, etc., etc. Suddenly you're a liar. They're calling you names. Don't worry. They don't belie you. They're actually denying the verses of Allah because they are oppressors. وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَجْحَدُونَ let us not be from among those who deny the favors of Allah. Let us not be from among those who hurt people with abuse, who hurt people with our mouths, with our actions, with our accusations, etc., etc. Just like we wouldn't like others to do that to us. So a lot of the times when we speak, we say, look at the kuffar. Look at the examples given in the Quran. Look at how they were. They troubled the Prophet ﷺ. But ask yourself, are you troubling anyone in your life? If you are, you might just be a person whom this lesson is for. And if you are being troubled, then this is comfort for you also. To say, don't worry. If they are troubling you, they have troubled someone far better than you. And Allah told them, bear sabr. Inshallah, next week we will see the verses where Allah gives Muhammad ﷺ even more comfort and tells him what to do. The amount of sabr that you need to bear. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Make us from among those who truly believe. Aqulu qawli hadha. Wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayhi.